Thank you for calling Gaywire. Your call is very important to us. Press 1 for fourth wave feminism. Press 2 for a strangely in-depth discussion about where the worms have gone. Press 3 for... You have chosen option 3. Please stay on the line. I'm Terrence Adams. I'm Caden Peasley. And you've reached Gaywire, where everything's at least a little bit queer. From CGSR 88.5 FM in so-called Edmonton on Treaty 6 territory. So if you're a long-time listener to Gaywire, first of all, thanks for sticking around. Second of all, you're probably wondering who we are. Terrence and I are part of a new team taking over this show. We're actually going to hear from Alexa and JD, Gaywire's old hosts, in today's episode. The good news is, they're fine. Everybody's healthy and okay, but when COVID hit last year, they weren't able to do the show anymore. And rather than let Gaywire fade away, all of us at CGSR decided it was better to reboot it. A soft reboot. Over this next half hour, we're going to try to bring you that same great queer and trans news that Gaywire has been broadcasting since the 1980s, just with a new cast and also a new format. We're a part of the team of producers that have been in a podcast boot camp at CJSR since January, supported by the Community Radio Fund of Canada, learning about interviewing, production, and editing. We've got a lot of great stories planned for you over the next couple of months about what it's like to be an out-trans man while working in a religious community, about how well Alberta's libraries are serving LGBTQ youth in the pandemic, and about some amazing local musicians. But today, we start with the passing of the baton. Two of our intrepid reporters, one of whom is here with me today, Caden, and one of whom is not, Shayna, took the plunge and conducted Gaywire's first interview of the soft reboot. To help smooth the transition, they talked with Alexa and JD, the previous hosts, not just as proof of life, but to hear them reflect on their time as hosts and their view of the show. Let's take a listen. My name is Shana Giles, my pronouns are they, them, and I'm a member of the new Gaywire team. My name is Alexa Degagne, uh, my pronouns are she, her, and I was formally, um, I guess I ran the show, uh, yeah, for, for many years. My name is JD, uh, I use he, him pronouns. I actually don't think I ever used my last name on the show, partly for safety reasons, partly for job-related reasons. Um, and I was Alexa's assistant host for three years. JD and Alexa, 
when did you each start work on Gatewire and how long were you on the show for? Uh, yeah, I guess I'll go first. So I started in 2010, about around that time. And I was brought on as like a guest. Um, the current, the host at the time, Michelle Tomrat had like asked me to come on to talk about some work I was doing, uh, some research uh, relating to like LGBTQ2 activism. And so I really, really liked it. And then I just uh, stayed on for like 10 or 11 years. And then I kind of did the same thing to JD where he was a friend of mine. And then JD, you can fill in the rest. Yeah, you brought me in because you needed to go host for the fun drive. Mm. And then it just didn't seem like it was an option about whether I came back or not. And I just <laughs> kept coming back for three years. Yeah, that's how it, that's how Gaywire used to be passed on and around was friends saying it's your turn now so yeah yeah you can't say no yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love it you kind of touched on it a little bit but how did you each end up as hosts on gaywire um yeah i guess i just started like i i really liked like the format of it um the folks who were doing it at the time including uh michelle um tomrad and travis McEwen. Um, were really casual and they really made it like a conversation and they would talk about like music and culture and all that sort of stuff and they talked about news a lot but it was sort of from more of a like why does this matter why do we care about this perspective um, and so I just kept kind of going and then they were like really welcoming and they were like you can keep coming back you can do this if you want to uh, yeah and I really liked it like I'm really passionate about like the LGBTQ2S community and it just seemed like a great way to well stay on top of news but also like hear what's going on in the community and connect to people. Yeah I, I just kept coming back I knew that Alexa needed somebody because it's it's really hard to do the show live for an hour by yourself mm -hmm. so I was happy to be someone that she could talk to <laughs> about the news <laughs> and then I would just talk about things that weren't really news but that I thought were interesting. Which aspects of Gaywire were you both most involved in? Um, so like on the technical side, I, like, you know, I would do the boards and run the show that way, um, which was really fun to like learn that skill and just realize that you like push some buttons and you've got this like audience and you're on air. Um, that was really sweet. Uh, and then, yeah, just like we would vaguely program or make a and a plan for each show. So I sort of put that together. And then what I did mostly focused on news, um, which again is why it was so nice to bring JD in because he brought the pop culture and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I didn't touch a single button. I didn't, didn't, I didn't do anything technological. That was entirely Alexa. I was just there. Um, what's, what's the radio version of eye candy? <laughs> ear candy. Ear candy. <laughs> yeah, that's what you were. You were ear candy. <laughs> yeah. What were some of your favorite moments from working on the show? Do you want to answer first, JD? I keep going. Sure. I mean, I, I think we did. I think some of our best moments were probably some of the interviews that we did. Uh, Alexa did a lot of interviews before I got there, but even when I was there, uh, we did. A lot of, I think, really good interviews. It would, uh, it would be disappointing if Gatewire didn't find ways to uh, keep involving community members or even them, which would be nicer, 
to do even a better job involving different uh, community voices. I would have loved to have done some sort of uh, like a summary of all the pe different people we talked to because we talked to uh, the founder of Queer Flex. Mm -hmm. We talked to a trans refugee from Poland. Uh, we talked to the people, who, some of the people who had been instrumental behind uh, stopping the Pride Parade that one year mm -hmm. there was protests. That was really interesting. Talked to a, a human pup about the puppy play uh, scene. We talked to people from that camp, Camp Dragonfly. Mm -hmm. And those are some of the ones that I can think of. Who else did we talk to? And it can be people that you talked to without me there too, Alexa. Oh yeah, I mean like over the years it was really, um, like we saw it as like, it was just a platform for the community. So if there was anybody that we heard about that was like doing really cool or important things, we were just like, come and tell the community about it. And then there was one year where it was, a, it was like a couple elections, a couple provincial elections ago, where there were like three out um, LGBT candidates in the province and we we interviewed two of them um, and that was like way back in the like lake of fire days um, obviously the landscape is slightly different now but not too much we only have like one ML gay right now but um, we interviewed those three candidates none of them won unfortunately but we interviewed them so um, yeah but it was really like yeah, a huge scope of people, like everyone from puppy play to, to yeah, <laughs> that's, that's really <laughs> to, good example. To, to working out, <laughs> yeah, to, uh, yeah, everything. Mm -hmm. uh, puppy play to ML gay, one would say. There you oh, go. That's, that's yeah, that's good. That's, that's, that's that could have been our tagline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, you mentioned that you took over for Michelle Tomrad. How do you think your time on the podcast compares to other hosts' times? Yeah, that's the really uh, cool thing I found about like Gaywire is um, it has been a show for decades now. Um, and it really was passed down through like people in the community, sort of, um, like we said, friends, but like also just people in the community who are interested in saying like, this is this is a thing like that exists for us. It's a platform and, and we can pass it on to the next group of people that are interested in like using that platform for what they want, um, which is why it's really exciting that all of you folks are now um, doing this. But over the years, it like I've talked to people who've done it in the past. Um, Christy Harcourt was somebody who did the show for a long, long time as well. And she's a great she has like a great sort of um, historical like understanding of what the show has been and what it what it what it yeah what it has been and who's been involved um but there were years where there was there were things like there was a gay soap opera um that they would they would record and, and play it really was like up to the hosts to change like what gay wire felt like so um like while Michelle and Travis were doing it, um, like I said, like Travis was huge into like the art scene. And so there was a lot of focus on that. And um, then we've had folks who like are really into like queer and trans music. Um, so they really, really focused on like bringing in and like just showcasing a whole bunch of different music artists and bands. And then I think just by nature, like 
uh, JD and I know each other because we studied political science together. And so something we have in common is that we're really interested in politics and like current events. So that sort of became the focus of what we did. Um, but I mean, CJSR has been like super amazing about supporting Gaywire in every like iteration that it's been. Um, as long as it's somehow connected to news, I think. But uh, but yeah, so it's it's been many, many things over the years. I'd like to hear from both of you. What were your favorite hosts or favorite segments on Gaywire? Well, my favorite hosts were me and Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> very, very short-sighted of you, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. Um... Oh, did you have more of an answer or no? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, like the people who directly before me, like Michelle and Travis were doing, um, obviously like I enjoyed it so much that I like wanted to join them and I thought they were the coolest people. And I was like, I just want to hang out on Thursdays and you guys like, you know, can teach me how to be queer. Um, and then I think like um before that like the stuff that I've talked to Christy and I, I Christy Harcourt and I had once had like interviewed her about the history of gay wire um and she said like you know back in the day when she was and I don't want to like speak on her behalf but like back in the day when she was doing it it was such a like touchstone for the community in terms of where to get information and how to like like kind of gather in a way that that wasn't possible for a lot of people um and so I think it was a really important like you know, that's sort of what she put forward. And then like the legacy that people kept kept on is that it is this like piece for the community to gather around and share. Mm -hmm. Some of my favorite gay wire moments, I don't know if this is your last question, usurping something, but like, or you asked it anyway. Um, uh, one of them doesn't involve me and one of them involves me. And they both illustrate what I think, like <laughs> what gay wire is and maybe like things that can be taken into the future. Um, but the first one uh, is a story that, again, Christy told me about how when she was doing the show, um, she knew that people uh, in the gay community would like drive, come into Edmonton or drive closer to the University of Alberta campus um, to get the signal for the radio show and sit in their cars and listen to it um, because it, it, it like provided, it was their way of like hearing that connection, what was going on in the community, hearing queer and trans voices and stories and also it was like a safe space in their car where they could do that and listen to the show and not maybe be outed to their family or friends or whoever they lived with um and so I think that's I always think of that story really thinking of like what Gaywire has done over the years and meant to the community that it can be this really um powerful tool and I think there is like things have changed with podcasts and they become like you know podcasts have made made things very accessible in terms of like time and and ability to listen whenever you want um but there is something about radio in real time and it being that connection to knowing that there's somebody talking about this in edmonton and these things like relate to your community um and it's very grounded in edmonton and in the in the community like in the lgbtq2s community so neither of you are working on gayware anymore what made you decide to leave the show well Working on the show during the pandemic uh, was difficult. Uh, we were used to doing it live, which meant not having to record and edit. And when we had to record and edit, that entirely fell to Alexa. 
And I mean, I, while I enjoyed doing this show, I always thought I'd be temporary and I didn't expect it to be there for three years. So I was happy to have done those three years at all. Yeah, I think like we were, um, even before the pandemic, we were having conversations about like, you know, we need to kind of change, you know, we're two white people and we're like in our mid thirties. <laughs> later 30s um and we've done it for like i'm in my 40s you're in your 40s that's furthering my argument <laughs> and um not that like you know we need like intergenerational discussions and so on but we'd also like i'd had that platform for 10 years and it was really like um you know time to like move on and and see what else the show could be i did what i could do with it but there's so much that like other folks like all of you um with like super fresh ideas and all that kind of stuff can do with it too. Um, so it really was sort of like these discussions were already happening before the pandemic. And then that was sort of the thing that we were like, can't edit, <laughs> like we can edit, but we just didn't, I just didn't get in the editing groove. So it was time to, to like pass it on. And then like, um, just it being really amazing again that the folks at CJSR have like, worked with us and recognized like how sweet this program is and like how it should go on. Right. So we approached CGSR about uh, what would be some options for helping us find uh, new and more diverse co-hosts so we could transition things over to a new uh, group of people. And uh, CGSR was super helpful with that. Um, Hence why there's a whole group of people now uh, helping carry on that torch. Mm -hmm. So Caden uh, and I are part of the new team of hosts and producers on GayWire. What are some pieces of advice you can give us to help make sure GayWire is as good as it can be? Oh, uh, I think I said this before. If you're gonna play a song, read the lyrics of the song before <laughs> you hear it. <laughs> More than once we've had to stop a song when we realized that it had uh, bad words in it. <laughs> well, that's a, that's like a, that's a fine line to walk though. Cause we're, you know, it was a show about like queer and trans and folks and sexuality and sex. So it was like, yeah. can we get away with this? Seems okay, you know? And then related to that, I think like thinking about how radio and so on is a powerful tool. Like we, we um, we're a news show and obviously I, I imagine it'll continue to be so and during the last election um, we were a, a listener gave us uh, a piece of information about a UCP candidate who had um, done a sermon that was uh, very homophobic and very against abortion access um, and we uh, sort of shared that information as a news program um, and then we started getting it started blowing up on Twitter and then we started getting like calls to comment on this story and like what our thoughts were. And our approach was really like, this information needs to be shared if we're gonna be in another like ring of fire situation again, right? Where we have a candidate who's like explicitly homophobic. We need to catch them when they're explicit because you know, they can be subtly homophobic and we don't get them right away. But um, yeah, so that was sort of like, then um, JD and I debated it and talked about it, but like we realized that that was like part of our responsibility as people who have, again, this platform 
and were given this information that was credited. There was a recording and everything. Um, and to sort of like open it up so that the community knows that information, that it's coming from like a queer and trans platform. Um, because so often those stories, especially in a place like Alberta can be, you know, broken by mainstream media who don't get the nuance of like, why this is important, how it affects the community. And like JD and I talk a lot too, about like just how exhausting and deeply like draining it is when we're going through elections or something like that, or there's like another piece of legislation that's put forward that's like basically debating the legitimacy of our community and our community members. Um, so yeah, I think those are like two huge things that really stuck with me in, in my time at Gaywire were, were like, what we what we what we can be for the community and then what our sort of political and journalistic responsibilities are and then you got to balance that too i mean alexa's i wouldn't say bent but alexa's angle was to talk more about politics and i enjoyed talking about pop culture because i think personally i think that's just as important that's how we yeah. express ourselves as a community and how we communicate and how we uh, identify who's a member of our community. So, uh, you know, it, it would be it'd be sad if the, if the show turned into just politics, because I mean, you can just listen mm -hmm. to NPR. Uh, we at least had some interesting cultural content, mm -hmm. I think. You mentioned a bit uh, about, especially when you're talking about homophobia and things like that that there were difficult moments on the show um what were some of the major challenges you faced on gaywire and what advice do you have for us if we face something similar personally um one of the challenges which was probably uh, i don't think it was mostly in my head because the way that like you know hetero and cis normative society work is that they like get in our brain about and then we self-censor um and i think i was like overly overly cautious about like self-censoring or and there would be times when like because we were in the booth and uh like the phone would ring while we were talking and it, every time I would be like is this going to be somebody who's just like spouting hateful stuff um and I'd say over 10 years that happened three times like where somebody was just like yelling into the phone and it was completely horrible most times it was people phoning being like, what was that song? Or like, I really agree with you, or you should like check out this article or this, when did that, when did you say that event's happening? So. Um, or giving us news items we couldn't give. Yeah, or giving us like secret rumors. But yeah, there's information <laughs> on particular people's sexual orientation. Like, yeah. thanks for that. We're not gonna do that. Yeah, we got like, yeah. I was gonna say deep throated a lot of information, but people would phone and they would be like, <laughs> <laughs> like did you know this and we're like yeah we knew we know who you're talking about but we can't there's no hard evidence that we have available so yeah so uh I guess it would be like um like CGSR never was like you can't talk about that um which was fantastic and we should have taken more advantage of that we did talk about like uh, like no we should have taken more advantage of that yeah they were good to us. We had some risque conversations and uh, I think you only had one complaint about Oh that. yeah, the person and the person was like, I am literally driving my kids to soccer. And I was like, <laughs> the dial, change the dial. <laughs> it's too bad that your radio is stuck on one channel. Yeah, and you, you can't, can't mute it. it off, you can't get out of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
we dared to mention the existence of sex. (laughs) Is there anything you're looking forward to hearing and seeing from the new Gaywire team? Oh, I'm just excited to see, like, it's just going to be so fresh. All the things that you folks are working on, it's like a whole new generation. I know there's things and ways that all of you think and talk about things that just, just aren't the ways that JD and I did just because of like when and how we grew up and how we existed in like the LGBTQ2S community and the activism we were involved in. Um, Yeah, so I'm just, I'm excited to hear like absolutely what you all come up with. JD's nodding his head. I'm I'm very excited to see what happens and I'm very much relieved that our uh, decision to leave now didn't spell the end of Gaywire, that CGSR is supporting its continuation and that people have stepped up. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. Well, thank you both for joining me today. It was very informative. Uh, Thank you for telling me a little bit about the previous Gaywires. It's always a joy to learn about, you know, those that came before us and hopefully the new team uh, does it justice and, and keeps it rolling in a way that you guys are proud of. So, yeah. Oh, I'm sure you will. Yeah, and I'm really excited. Thanks a lot for taking this on for the community. Yeah, I have no concerns. Thanks a lot for interviewing us. This was fun. Yeah. That was Shayna Giles, accompanied by Caden Peasley, speaking with Alexa Degagne and JD, outgoing hosts of Gaywire. Thanks for leaving us such a good foundation to build on. You're listening to Gaywire on CJSR 88.5 FM in Edmonton. Caden, how do you feel as one of the new hosts of Gaywire? Do you feel the pressure? I feel a bit of pressure, you know. This show is so freaking old and it's such a staple in the community and it's such you know an important stone uh you know like thing to people you know like that thing alexa was saying about how people used to drive to the McEwen uh, campus to listen to the uh sorry not McEwen u of a campus ugh, uh to uh listen better that's just such an amazing story to me. And to me, this is such a freaking opportunity to be able to be a part of this history and, you know, progress in the work world. And yeah, I, I feel a lot of pressure and I'm very honored to be able to feel that pressure. Nice. How do you feel about the pressure? About the pressure, um, I don't know, because honestly, I'm ignoring the fact that there's going to be real listeners. I am very excited for the music portion of our show, which will be coming soon, because I'm very excited to highlight as many queer and trans artists as possible. Oh yeah, me too. I'm bored. I'm bored of heterosexual music. Me too. There's so much of it too much of it let's get rid of it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um you know alexa jd they were very nice you know they they didn't even make much fun of my uh you know inability to speak properly because that was the exact same day i got this braces appliance like 
an hour before. <laughs> Just the most inconvenient thing I think that has ever happened to me. Oh well, worked out. Yes, it did all work out, and that's what matters. So, do you have any other thoughts about the interview? I I really like when Shana said uh, "puppy plague" to ML gave. That was my favorite part. That was the highlight of the interview. I think that was hilarious. Yeah. And that's all for our show today. Thank you to our guests, Alexa and JD. Today's show is produced by Shayna Giles, Jao Victor Krieger, Alex Rue, Ashley Linda, and us, Caden Teasley and Terrence Adams. Gaywire is a production of CGSR 88.5 FM in Edmonton. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. You can find us online at gaywire.transistor.fm and on Facebook, Twitter, at Gaywire, and at GaywireCGSR on Instagram. Let us know what you're thinking. Hit up the DM sometime. Or, if you'd rather be fancy, you can also email gaywire at cjsr.com and let us know what you think of the show. Our artwork is by Travis Erickson. Original music by Doug Hoyer and Catherine Hiltz. Until next week.